this week on Generation Fangirl. When she's talking to the cop after she comes out of the blockbuster, and she's like, do you have any place that has communication devices? And my she's friend like, is next to me, she's just like, radio check. Oh, they're so annoyed, get it, because it's taking so long to load. But no, that's that's life in the yeah. 90s. Now, instead of thinking about me wanting this movie, I immediately think of the 10-year-olds sitting behind me that get to see this. Bitch, this is who I am. These, like, <laughs> these blasters are part of me. Generation Fangirl, Peony and Carol, you were born in the 80s. And you were born in the 90s. And together we talk about Blockbuster, midnight movie releases, and everything in between. I miss Blockbuster. Me too. And I don't know why, because Netflix is so much easier right. than I- physically going to the store. But there was something like rewarding I think about it's- going to the store and getting it. I think it's just the nostalgic aspect of it, because... As soon as I said that, I was like, wait, do I miss Blockbuster? I miss the tactile like feeling of holding those greasy uh, DVD covers in my hands, but I don't know if I miss it that much. We only <laughs> missed it the second that it left us. Oh man, dude. So I recently watched a movie that my, my roommate had, so I was looking for like a rom-com that I could watch, and we, she's got a bunch of DVDs, and it was an old Blockbuster copy that she said she never returned, and then they <gasps> closed down, so she just has it now. It was, wow. like, a Scarlett, it was like a Scarlett Johansson uh, rom-com. I actually think Chris Evans is in it too. It's the babysitter something, or like the nanny, it's the nanny diaries. That's what it is. Oh. And I put it on our TV and God, the aspect ratio is so bad. It's so <laughs> blurry too. Every time like the camera pans, everything gets pixelated and you can't oh, no. really focus on what's on the screen. It's such an old DVD. Oh, oh no, man. it was not meant for the future. Right? It just took me like back and I was just like startled by this. So obviously, as you can tell, today we are talking about Blockbuster. No, we're talking about Captain Marvel. <laughs> and I, as soon as I saw that first trailer where she falls like a shooting star down into that Blockbuster, mm-hmm. I knew I would love this movie. Mm-hmm. Just so, so pitch perfect. I love it. Mm-hmm. Did you see it at a midnight release? That's actually funny because I was thinking about this how funny it was that midnight releases don't really exist anymore because I saw it at 7 p.m. on yeah. Thursday. God. <laughs> so I was like, why not? Why don't we just say that it comes out on Thursday now? Because it's obviously out. But it right. was it was yeah. so good because it was right after work and it was just at a regular movie theater. It wasn't at a fancy sit down one. So I just got we got popcorn and candy and all the regular stuff. And it oh, was that's awesome. just a regular theater. It was a full theater. Everybody was excited. I saw it. Uh, I truly did see it at a midnight release, but it was an employee screening. So, <laughs> and it was awesome. And I mean, I work with a bunch of movie theater people. So everyone was like very like respectful, which was nice. Mm-hmm. And I just got to chill. I had a beer and it was it was awesome. There was also, it was a bit jarring because there was no preamble uh, because with employee screenings, we don't need like previews and stuff. It's technically a, a check of the movie to make sure it's running before it gets released. So mm-hmm. it just started off immediately with the, the Marvel logo. Oh, so you've and got no, of, no trailers. Yeah, no, no, no That's preamble. That's really weird. Yeah, isn't that interesting? Um, so just lights went down, Marvel logo starts up and we just start seeing a bunch of photos of Stan Lee and uh, just over and over. And I, 
Yeah, our I, theater just erupted in, in applause and that yeah. was really cute. Uh, it was it was so good. I was not expecting that, but I thought that mm-hmm. was a very nice touch and it was very sweet and like a, a very good way to remember him. As soon as it the that clip ended and it said like in memory before the movie started, our, everyone started applauding also. Yeah. It was very, everyone started clapping. It was very sweet. So it was a really good way to kick off. And not only Captain Marvel, who is her name's freaking Captain Marvel and this is the this is the Marvel this is Marvel and it's just very cool to have such a new iconic character for multiple reasons but also to start it off with a um nod to Stan Lee it felt very appropriate yeah that's kind of the fun part of going to either you know the first showing or at least opening weekend is that you're you're there with people that are the excited to see the movie it's not just yeah. people that are there that are like oh i don't have anything to do this weekend so we might as well go see this new movie that came out it's like everybody mm-hmm. is there and they i, I love that audience interaction it, it's like i i you know i hate going to movies where people are talking and stuff and i get mm-hmm. that but there's something special and it was only something that you would get at midnight releases there's something special about like you're watching this in a group of complete strangers but they're all excited as excited as you are yeah they'll they'll like yell things out but you're feeling it too so it's totally okay and it's just fun for that like interaction because there was a lot of people that well there's there's one scene that uh we'll we'll probably get to later i guess um but there's one scene that caused a lot of reaction like vocal reaction and it was just really funny and i don't know if you know what scene i'm talking about um I'm trying to remember. There are a lot of scenes that I just like was so delighted by because I. Well, this isn't this isn't a spoiler-free episode, so I'll just go ahead and say it. Yeah, Uh, it's when she it's when she just picked up the tesseract and started playing with it. Everyone was like, there was a quarter (laughs) that was having a meltdown. They were like, "What? What is she doing? How could she do that with the the fucking?" And she's just like, "Oh yeah, well, I." She's just like juggling it around. She picks up the fucking the Fawn's lunchbox and just plops it in there. It's so like 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 my my theater. They just. They were, like I said, they were having a meltdown. They were just panicking. <laughs> and it was so, it, it made it such a much more fun experience <laughs> to hear that reaction in the corner of the theater. When that was revealed, like when we were walking, like she was walking towards the core, I was still just like t- taking it moment by moment, like not really uh, looking past the, like, okay, so I, I'd seen the tra- all the trailers and the promo images mm-hmm. and stuff before this movie. And yet I still felt like I went in not knowing what to expect and just kind of ready to for this movie to take me on the ride. And then my roommate who was sitting next to me, as soon as like she saw the blue glow, she just like gripped my arm. And I was like, mm-hmm. oh my God, when she, they come up to, and you're just like, oh, it's the core. She also called it the Tesseract. And I'm like, oh my God, of course, of course. <laughs> I just like, of course, you, you got me, MCU. Like, duh. It, it's so funny because this movie is set in the 90s. So it's like a preamble to all these movies, but... Mm-hmm it also has it still surprised me every time they connected it back to like the avengers and things i just yeah coming into it i was just so focused on captain marvel herself that i i had like blinders on and i had kind of forgotten about the rest of the mcu me too i had gotten so like comfortable with Mm -hmm. all this knowledge of all the past movies and everything that i just forgot oh wait this is this 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 is is new information in this in this universe (laughs) or you know no one's ever done this before yeah it's like oh, we, this connects, this makes sense of things that we've seen already. And whereas I I thought it was just going to be like, 
I don't know. I don't know what I expected, but I really enjoyed it. What what I was what I did think was going to happen is I think we talked about this in another episode. I assumed it was going to be yes, a flashback of like '90s setup, but then it would also have maybe like 20 minutes of flash. Like I thought it would flash forward in the middle mm-hmm. and go to modern times, and we would see her like what she's doing now, or maybe what she was doing just before the snap. And so I was, I, I felt like I was a little bit like waiting for that to happen, waiting for like, okay, but then how does this connect in with, uh, with Infinity War? And mm-hmm. it really didn't until the like end credits scene. And so yeah. I, that was, was um, so good. Yeah. Our, that was like great. again, the audience just started clapping I like yelling. Okay. When, so at my the, one, at ending scene. my one huge issue, and this is like, this is such a deal breaker for me. I'm kidding. I'm kidding. My one issue though with this movie is that when she comes back and it's like 2019 after the snap, she arrives and she's like, like, who are you people? Why did you call me? And her hair is only four inches longer. That's the, <laughs> I'm like, give my girl a mohawk, please. Give Carol, let Carol have her short hair, her cool mohawk. Yeah, Actually, you know, before, really yeah, before this, before we started recording, I was watching like silly interview videos and stuff. And I watched one with Brie where she was being interviewed while playing with puppies. What? Send yeah. that to me. Yeah. And oh, so God. they were asking my her heart. stuff and they, and one of the questions was, oh, would you cut your hair short for her shorter hair look? And she was like, yeah, I've actually had my yeah. hair short like that before. I would do that. Sure. Yeah, and she's like her. playing with puppies while she's answering this. And I was just like, this is a good warm up to That's recording this good. episode. I yeah. It was, it was awesome. But it was just so funny that, that you mentioned that. Yeah, I, I, I really wish that they had given her her mohawk uh, in the end because, okay, like my nitpickiness, like, yes, I guess because she's technically like Kree now, she ages differently, but mm-hmm. also like after 20 plus years, you wouldn't have the same haircut. And I love how she was portrayed in this movie. I really appreciate seeing a female lead like this, but there were also just, just those moments like when she's like on the ground, like I think when uh, when she was fighting superior intelligence uh, towards the end of the movie and she was like thrown on the ground and her hair was still like intentionally messy. If you know, mm-hmm. what, I'm, if you know what I mean? Like mm-hmm. her part was still very much beautiful. And I was just kind of like, okay, it sounds fake, but okay. <laughs> uh, it's just, just those little tiny things where it's like, I wish I could have seen her a little more disheveled, a little more like, uh, yeah, I think that's just yeah. a filming thing. Yeah, I, I and I, I and I accept that. Um, those are just like my little tiny nitpicks. I can't, I can't, I can't have everything. Yeah. But uh, but really, her hair was just like slightly longer, and I'm like, please, can we give her an interesting haircut? Like, give her some bangs. I don't know. It's been 20 years. She can change around her hairstyle. Um, I mean, I don't know how many like, a ponytail or something. I don't know. I don't know how many salons are out at the edge That's of the fair, universe. But so. I mean, you know, she's got like fucking like energy swords or something. She can cut off she part just of her burns hair. her hair off. Right? I mean, I don't know. <laughs> she's, but like, listen, like changing her hairstyle, I guess, is a Black Widow's thing, right? Yeah. Uh, ah, God. I will admit that during the, I just, I am so. I've so much done a 180 on on Black Widow, like my reception for her since she, since her character was introduced because they're still coming out with a Black Widow movie, you know? And mm-hmm. it's just like, it's like five years too late. It's, yeah. I don't want this anymore. And 
they missed their chance to like have it. First of all, that movie Red Sparrow came out with, I think that was with Jennifer Lawrence, right? Mm -hmm. And it was Mm -hmm. basically a Black Widow movie. Mm -hmm. Um, And now they're going to make another one. And I'm just like, her only character development is that you change her hairstyle and make her, quote, a monster because she can't have babies. Anyway, we talked about this in the Marvel episode, but it still annoys me. So when we had the the, the after credit scene where she's talking and she's like, I don't know who it's calling or whatever, and she's furrowing her brow, it's just mm-hmm. like, like, head in my hands, like, Scarlet, please please move on okay i get it you're talking like come on come on let's let's get to captain marvel please like i know uh, i'm just a little bit bitter about it and it's not it's not black widow's fault it's it's the the sporadic writing so yeah. but hey okay optimistic note maybe her movie will be very good and like i i don't know any details about who it's being like written by or directed by or anything but maybe it'll be very good and what we and what the character deserves and kind yeah. of make me flip again on her character that would be awesome Um, yeah because I feel like her character just gets thrown around with so many different writers and directors and I feel like every other character it's very you know they have a they have a very obvious like character arc and personality and stuff mm-hmm. and and i feel like nobody knows what to do with right the girl with with her or, or with hawkeye and they've always been yeah. like they've been closely tied because they were kind of introduced sort of together but then mm-hmm. and they they've just like man ultron ultron right mm-hmm. am i right mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but i i, I do like um, some of the Black Widow appearances I've seen in some comic issues. Um, it's still hard for me to like wrap my mind around her character just because I was first introduced to her through MCU. But mm-hmm. but we're not here to talk about Black Widow. That's um, true. I would once that movie comes out, we could do a do a thing about her. But uh, but Carol. Um, so you know what are... I, you know what I you know what I love about her? What? She's totally a uh, sarcastic Cinderay. <gasps> oh my god! Superhero. Oh my god. I, and I, was I like, love that you just said that. Please, okay, yeah. no, explain yourself. Explain your reasoning on this. Well, because uh, I don't want to talk too much about, you know, all these people that are mad about Brie Larson yeah, being a terrible, like, actress or something because she won't yeah, smile she's or anything. not, and she's, and she's it's great, like, whatever. <sighs> I know, but for me, it just, it, I felt it, it was really nice to have a, main character a protagonist a superhero that was sarcastic and she wasn't Mm -hmm. super bubbly and flirty and there's nothing wrong with that but it's like i was glad that she didn't have a love interest and she yeah she had like a buddy cop storyline going on and Mm -hmm. and all this other stuff and like i mean i'm not the only person that's sarcastic like that too but i kind of talk a lot like her especially when i'm around people i don't really know Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so I was I just I enjoyed how sarcastic she was and I I I don't know yeah, I liked I, it I thought that she was very realistic to someone who had amnesia and is trying to find answers because mm-hmm. um, I feel like that kind of archetype is always portrayed with a fierce determination and a very serious stoic like give me answers like mm-hmm. beating up people and running around but she was very man I just I just really liked her her character and I it wasn't what I was expecting I don't yeah. I think I was expecting more of a uh, serious no nonsense character mm-hmm. which again would have been uh like cool for a, a female lead but we often see a lot of uh and and I know this episode is going to be 
ingrained in how uh, female characters are portrayed versus male characters because that's just like that's just the reality of um this movie coming out and being mm-hmm. like the first big name solo female-led uh marvel movie but we see a lot of like the goofy guy and the serious kind of like straight-faced woman who doesn't really get to make the jokes or gets to be the uh, the the sensible one the, the knowledgeable mm-hmm. one and like I, I love Ant-Man and Wasp, but they kind of have that dynamic a little bit too. Um, mm-hmm. Again, they're also like love interests, so they can be like flirting with each other. But mm-hmm. I remember being struck halfway through the movie with, wait, she doesn't have a love interest. And yeah. it's not that I was, ex- I wasn't expecting one for her, but just the We're just so used one, to it. Yeah. I was like, this is awesome. Because they could have probably done something with Jude Law because they like had like a tension thing. They're both like, I don't know around the same age or whatever they have history but like they didn't do that and I was like yeah what I was like very delighted by this and you're so right yeah, it's it like a buddy cop dynamic which I fucking love young Nick and we'll get into that later but um yeah I thought it was I thought it was interesting because there is a plot kind of a plot line where she has to, she's been told to control her feelings and mm-hmm. it's like, yeah. oh, your feelings are, are tied to your powers and all this stuff. So it's not like she's totally emotionless. It's just that she's been trained to kind of keep her feelings at bay. And I think that's where her sarcasm kind of comes out more. Mm-hmm. Like, I think she that's part of her personality. But I think being in an environment where, you know, kind of a military environment where mm-hmm. you're not supposed to show feelings. It's just like, that's kind of the only way she knows how to express her herself, you know? Does that make sense? Yeah. That's kind of what I got from it because they did make such a big deal about, oh, don't show weakness, don't show any of this. And for some people being sarcastic is their way of suppressing feelings. But I mean, I do think she is just naturally a sarcastic person, but it was just nice to see. And it wasn't like super cheesy one-liners that she was giving back yeah. to people. Like she was actively like teasing them and it was yes. it was good. I and on that point I I did love that because listen, we have Iron Man. We've got we've got our wise cracking he knows he's smart and he's going to like say quick quips like all the time, but mm-hmm. he doesn't really expect a reaction in the way that like when I tell jokes or when I tell a bad joke or when I'm like teasing someone, I'll say it and then kind of like give people like a sly like smile because that's that's how you do when you're interacting with friends. She felt very mm-hmm. realistic in that way. Like she says a bad joke and she kind of like smirks and like waits for their response. Mm-hmm. And and like Jude Law's character is like, I don't find that your jokes are not funny. And it's it's very realistic in that way. She's not she's not making quips to impress someone else or because it's like second nature to her. She's doing it. Like, cause she's interacting with people mm-hmm. and definitely the, the controlling your emotions thing. I, I like that she was not the character who is like, I can't show any emotion at all, but you, you could still see that she grew up in that environment or rather because she's in amnesia, she uh, was trained for the past six years in that kind of environment where you need to control your emotions. And of course she's not going to be like a robot, but mm-hmm. it's very, it's yeah, very, she wasn't robotic. Yeah. But it's still, it was still a very like secretive environment that she grew up in the whole mm-hmm. like like who do you see of the supreme like when you meet the supreme intelligence who do you see and like she was openly like I don't know who this woman is kind of thing it was secretive in a way that she she they everyone knows that she is an, an amnesiac but she doesn't want to reveal that much about her I don't know her, her past or her thought process well uh, I think I think her not knowing her life before she showed up there was a weakness to her and I think she acknowledged it and so i think that's why she kind of was just like 
I want to yeah. know more, but I feel bad about wanting to know who yeah. I was before this. Yes. Mm-hmm. Like, like she wa- she has been trained to like keep her cards close to her chest, but also mm-hmm. to trust the Cree like mm-hmm. without question, but also to not want to chase her past. Um, mm-hmm. Which is why I think. Like, obviously, that's why she, when she came to Earth and she, like, Jude Law was like, stay there. We'll be here to, like, come pick you up. Like, don't engage with the scrolls, etc. She mm-hmm. was just like, well, fuck that. No, obviously, I'm going to go and figure out who I, who I was and, and chase these threads because I know it leads to something. But I like that she wasn't, like, secretive about, like, fuck you. I'm going to go on this rogue mission. She was just like, yeah. okay, no, no, like, I, obviously, she's. She just did. She just did her shit. She did. Yeah, and I think that's just. I think that's just like a very human thing that they didn't understand. Mm -hmm. So they didn't really expect. They didn't really get why she would care because to them it's like, well, who cares who you were before? We made you better. Yeah, and also like a a little bit of the. uh, Obviously, we don't want you to know who you were before because like we're nefarious. But you shouldn't want like we gave you these powers. Don't you want these powers? Like you should be satisfied with that like mm-hmm. and trust us and i like that she she wasn't inherently a suspicious person though like mm-hmm. it didn't show her i feel like in so many um like spy movies and like twists and things like that where the character has been lied to their whole life you see moments of them being like uh like piecing things together and being suspicious about stuff but with with carol it was very much more of a this is who she this is she's just following the links and figuring it out like for herself and kind of like going with it which I thought felt very like if you were in that situation you would do that you wouldn't overthink it yeah and I think a woman of action yeah exactly I think because it mirrors her life with the creed mirrors so much of her regular life in the air force it just Mm -hmm. it was like oh military stuff just on a different planet I feel like it was really easy for her to just kind of go with it because maybe it's like subconscious muscle memory it's Mm -hmm. like it felt it's still even though she didn't know where she came from before it's like well this is still familiar this comes from a military life because i was that's the kind of personality i have yeah that's how i function anyway Mm -hmm. and they they essentially abducted her but she was still the same person she didn't she wasn't made into a weapon yeah cliche right like she wasn't a uh she wasn't like conditioned to be totally different like she is mm-hmm. still the same person when uh she goes to the when she goes to louisiana and meets up with um like meets maria again she was definitely like a little drawn back and reserved at first because she's like i don't know who you are but you clearly know me but then they were able to just kind of like get right back into their like their teasing their their friendship their she's yeah, still like the same no time person. had passed yeah, she's still the same person, but she's just in a crisis right now. Mm-hmm. Um, and I like that it wasn't like, you're totally different now. Like, what did they make you? It's like, no, she's just a woman without without her history and trying to figure this out because she now has this whole different piece of her and knowledge of space and all this stuff. Yeah, her um, personality didn't change at all. Mm-hmm. Yeah, and, and I think nice. her reactions were, like you said, very human. And mm-hmm. what I really loved about this movie is how focused on humanity it is. Yeah, uh, and I mean the the whole ending, like like fight scene sequence and and culmination of all of her struggles, all come down to she's human, and that's that's the core of it. That's like what is gonna help her succeed because she clings to that because that's who she is. Yeah, and that was kind of one of my favorite parts, uh, especially with all of the the media 
or not the media, with all these stories that come out with with female protagonists or, you know, female leads and stuff. Kind of at first when we were first getting a little bit of this, there would always be that like, oh, but you're just a girl or whatever. Yeah. And that had totally, that is, I feel like that's finally gone because yeah. there was never, the only comment I, I remember hearing was when they were reminiscing about uh, Air Force days and stuff. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And how she said and, like, w- they, they wouldn't let us go out and do like stuff so that so that's why we like worked with dr lawson so much and, yeah like, that was the that was the her. only mm-hmm. mention of like oh well girls weren't allowed and like her mm-hmm. being a woman and all of that stuff was never mentioned again like it was mm-hmm. never brought up and it, it, and would, I, it, it was be, just more of like oh well she's a human yes yeah and, and it would be unrealistic to not have any mention of of her being a woman obviously but i thought it was very realistically in like not it wasn't subtle but it was a a real world like example of like yeah they didn't let us do this because we're women obviously so we so that's why we would do yeah. these test runs that's but why i mean like the whole stuff. movie yeah. wasn't centered around that it was and about i really how, appreciated that yeah it, it was so nice because it was like oh finally we just it's just that she's human yeah that's why they don't trust her or they don't understand her not because oh she's a woman and yet and yet it this movie it is universal in that humanity but it also very specifically talk speaks to the experience of being a woman which i really appreciated like mm-hmm. so they, they don't go ahead and like say it that much which i was a little bit yeah, worried they just about showed it like i was a little worried about it in terms of like so at the trailer you know the trailer how it's like mm-hmm. it all starts with a hero and then it like or like it all starts with her and then it changes yeah. to a hero and that was like very cheesy i'm like okay i understand why you did it cuz it's the easy like shot but i was a little bit annoyed with that cuz it's like oh look she's a he- like female hero kind of thing and it's it's only I think it's only annoying because it feels almost a little condescending because it's taken this fucking long to make yeah. a female-led MCU movie. But anyway, I digress. I mean, um, I'm I'm totally fine with it being in the yeah. marketing because yeah, it yeah. wasn't in the movie at all. Yes, yes, and th- that's why, like, that's why I am. That's why I was very happy with the movie in that mm-hmm. aspect. And yet, and I and I want to get into this later, but I want to kind of go over first impressions first. But I did want to mention the the falling down scene was so like was good, powerful, and strong yeah. to me when she just the the getting up again and mm-hmm. how we just it, it speaks to humanity and the voiceover is just like that's what makes her human. That's what makes her like get mm-hmm. back up again. But we still only saw photos of like only saw images of her. We didn't see it. Didn't cut to like different humans around the world it still Mm -hmm. is her and it is significant because she's a woman and that's part of her and her experience yeah and that scene in particular I mean my heart swelled a little bit when Mm -hmm. that happened um but really it's it's gotten to a point where I'm happy to say that I feel like you know I used to say oh this is a movie that I wish that I had when I was 10 years old yeah and thankfully it's like oh this is a movie that can join all those other things that I wish I had when I was 10 years old, because there's so many now. Mm-hmm. And at that point, I'm like, this movie isn't for me. I feel like this movie is for the 10 year olds that are watching the, you know, I, her as a 10 year old get up from, you know, falling off her bike or, or get up from baseball or whatever. Cause it's like, I liked that they had actual like flashbacks to her yes. being a child. Yes. And oh my gosh. 
I was we like, okay, the, that's this is for the you know the eight year olds that are watching this movie right now. We have the same brain because I was literally just thinking about how I loved how specific it was with because it, it didn't just show her like falling down like when she was in Air Force training and then when she was a Cree, etc. But it showed her as a young girl as well, and that felt very like I I I like cried at that part because yeah, it was just so there's something so powerful about seeing that it's it's not just her throughout her years because because it's not just showing her lifetime it's showing the significance of young girls getting up again and Mm -hmm. yeah I I have a hard time it's hard to say it's hard to explain because it's 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 very it feels very important and I know you said like like it is for those girls but I also still do feel like it's for me and it's for it's for us and the young girls that we used to be and the women we will become and it's for it's for humans it's for yeah I I guess it's more of like other like Wonder Woman and the the new She-Ra and like all these other uh things that I wish that I had when I was younger I would be like oh this is this is for me and this was the first time that I watched a movie that I was like oh now instead of thinking about me wanting this movie I immediately Mm -hmm. think of the 10 year olds sitting behind me that get to see this and how I didn't have a movie like this when I was 10 and so Mm -hmm. that's just it's a cool transition I feel like we're finally I'm finally at the point where you're starting to become more things that I wish I had and this is just another one to add to the list. And that's really cool. It's no, I have a list now. It's no longer like, oh, the first time I've ever seen, <laughs> you know, this. It's like, no, I've seen this a lot lately. And that's awesome. Yeah. And it, it's, as always, it's it, there needs to be more. And for, for more people and more diverse. You get it. We, we get yeah. it. But, uh, but it's still, it. I want to celebrate this because it is it is important. And I'm glad that this exists now. Yes. Very cool to see. And I love that we got to see like multiple women as well uh with Mm -hmm. dr lawson and maria and her daughter monica who is so cute i Mm -hmm. loved her she's like Mm -hmm. i got the ketchup stains out and it was so cool that she got to help design like the colors yes i'm not gonna lie that like that like neon thing that was going on before they settled on the you know when they were like "Mm, definitely not i I was was like like, yes go back to that yes (laughs) i was like yes be a neon light please but it's great because like she doesn't have to be in the online, but we can have other superhero women who are who are like the neon light. I'm I'm so excited because this movie opens up the possibility for other like like different kinds of women being in the front like superheroes cuz like I love mm-hmm. I love sarcastic, smart, determined Carol, but I I'm so excited to see other variations of like personalities that we'll yes. get to see because it, but it's 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 so great. Another another moment that I was thinking of that kind of highlights like the experience of being a woman. Obviously, uh, it, it's a little upsetting is when the fucking dude on a motorcycle is like, "Hey, yeah," and like the whole like you should smile more kind of thing, which I bust just, out laughing. Right, it's so hard. Like I really like that scene, but it was also like hard to watch a little bit because it is so relatable i guess mm-hmm. in a upsetting way i maybe it illustrated an, how stupid it is exactly and, and I, I saw an interviewer there was an interviewer who asked her about that scene because uh, i know i'm gonna talk a little bit about the trolls again but there's backlash on like her the posters because people were like why is she smiling in the posters whatever and so an interviewer asked her like so that scene uh was that in the movie before you got that feedback or like was that is that kind of like a nod to like the haters like fuck you and she's like no that was that was definitely in the that was in the movie before 
like we got the backlash about like her not smiling in the posters it's just because that's like a a an experience that women have all the time so it's it, yeah and the, the i think the interview said like so so does that mean like that uh art predicts life or whatever and she's like no this is like a common thread that happens yeah i mean i i and then never... she steals his bike yeah. <laughs> yeah. i was like yes I, i'm also that was that so good just like beat him up but she was just like lowers her newspaper and looks at the bike and i'm like fuck yeah girl get it <laughs> motorcycle thief i love her yeah and you know i of course i was super excited about how it was going to be set in the 90s and everything mm -hmm. but i felt like the whole like 90s throwback stuff was it was like the perfect amount mm -hmm. like the fact that she's having to go to a internet cafe to oh my god go on alta vista and then she has to use an actual map to you know uh -huh. find out yes. where this place is god. and she 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 kind of adapts like the the grunge look nick's like the grunge is a good look for you or something mm -hmm. <laughs> when she steals off the mannequin but the one of the funniest scenes is when they are the loading screen so, uh, yes oh my god so after talos the the scroll it's like i want you to hear this like intermission from or like the, the from the black uh, box yeah just like as they're all waiting and she's like what are we waiting for and they're like it's loading and they're all just very patient but but not annoyed because it could have been it could have been very cheesy to make it like oh they're so annoyed get it because it's taking so long to load but no that's that's life in the yeah, 90s that's you how know it, that it takes that it was load why would it be faster that doesn't why would it be faster it takes time to process information it was like that's what I, that's exactly what i mean it was just like it wasn't like oh let's throw in all these like 90s references it was just mm -hmm. like yeah that's that that's how cds loaded like you yeah. just had to wait just like wait on that little bar mm -hmm. and just get comfy and i was just like yeah and and the yeah. the security the security guard uh when nick fury finds her and he's like uh, he said he saw someone breaking out of the blockbuster woman who looked like she was dressed up for laser tag mm -hmm. and i love that because laser tag was like way more popular back then in the 90s yeah. also and like cosplay didn't really exist so nowadays if they made it set in the like to like 2019 it'd be mm -hmm. like someone said like they were dressed up for a science like, sci-fi convention mm -hmm. or whatever but that's like it felt very um very perfect and well well yeah. attuned to the 90s I, I but have not, another... not overwhelming not like a parody of the 90s yeah it, like it wasn't just like it. bombarding you it's like you know the soundtrack was great yeah i was like this is good mm -hmm. and but it's funny because uh one of the other moments that i laughed because of the friend that i was seeing it with and who was sitting next to me is when she when she's talking to the cop after she comes out of the blockbuster <laughs> and she's like do you have any place that has communication devices and my she's friend like, is next to me boy. she's just like radio check radio check <laughs> <laughs> And I was like, of course they're gonna show her a radio show. Man. Oh my gosh. Radio show. It was good. It was it was I must say, I think this is like the perfect uh the perfect movie for us to discuss on Generation Fangirl. It feels mm -hmm. very much uh mm -hmm. uh made for us in our nostalgic land. It's it was so much fun. And I hope like I like that it wasn't so it wasn't like set in the nineties as a parody to appease people who didn't know the 90s right yeah uh but it was set like realistically in the 90s mm -hmm. it's not like making the 90s a joke it's just like this is hot and those I, very, I really 90s cars those like huge those super long like 80s police cars uh -huh. i was just like oh my god that, like carried over yeah it was great <laughs> Thank you.
And I also, I liked uh, the little cameos that we got to see also, um, mm-hmm. like Coulson, uh, the new guy. Oh man. Oh yeah. My, my theater just exploded. I, 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 I loved how the scrolls, you could kind of tell that they were scrolls even when Yeah. Let's talk about scrolls. Like, yeah. Yeah. Scrolls. Cause even when, so after the phone booth scene at the beginning, they saw one of the surfers shooting at her or whatever. Uh, one of the surfer scrolls and then we cut it cuts back to Coulson as they're kind of like in pursuit of her and Coulson looked very unanimated and mm-hmm. like not like excited he just seemed much more serious and I was like there's something wrong with Coulson is he mm-hmm. a scroll right now and mm-hmm. then he was and I was like yes because it's it's very nice that you get to see these little like easter eggs mm-hmm. in it one of my favorite parts of how this movie was put together and stuff it kind of goes together um I really enjoyed the pacing of it. Like, I like that it started out with her uh, already with the Cree and everything. It wasn't just mm-hmm. like, oh, let's show her, like, getting into the accident and then landing and all that stuff. That, yeah. that kind of happened through flashbacks. And flashbacks are always tricky. It's yes. hard to have, you know, have a movie start kind of in the middle and then flashbacks and all that stuff. But I like how they did it. And I also like it because, first of all, this is, like, the first time we've really seen scrolls before and they're mm-hmm. such a big part of marvel that i was really excited to see them and i like how they were portrayed because they are i mean they're like good antagonists and good like villains and stuff but they're also kind of goofy they're not like yeah. super scary and so i i like how they were portrayed and stuff and i like that you didn't have to know anything about them to know how they work Yes, they just explained it. They were like, yeah, they have the same, they can copy mm -hmm. your DNA, but like they can't, they only have recent memories. Yeah, that was very fascinating. I like, I thought they they slipped that in very naturally. Yeah. yeah. As someone who, I'm not very familiar with the scrolls. I'm not. I mean, that's pretty much it. That's all there is to them. I, I, I haven't read that. I'm not, I'm not into those comics on that side of the, uh, the the galaxy of Marvel, but Mm -hmm. I thought that they introduced it very well and very compellingly that I'm really interested to know more about the scrolls. Also Mm -hmm. their makeup was really good. They didn't have the stupid, like their chins kind of looked like the Thanos chin, but in a way that I felt was more palatable Mm -hmm. to me. I was like, Mm -hmm. I like their big pointy ears and Mm -hmm. I thought they were very cool. Um, And seeing them like mid transformation, that was cool. The special effects in this movie were just like, I was really impressed with it because it all looked very, real it wasn't it wasn't mm-hmm. like it wasn't very it wasn't super flashy but like it all looked like her her spiral um hand kind of like energy thing i love the colors and that i thought that was very cool and the mm-hmm. only thing that really didn't really um that you could kind of tell was fake was the uh the cat animation sometimes which is yeah. fascinating that special effects are so great but animals are just a little they're just hard just like a little too hard yeah but, i anyway. think it's just because it, it like you can only you know for the safety and regulation oh, no, for sure. of animals it's like you can kind of only you can't like yeah, just put like them getting, on a harness and like oh, throw yeah, them like, around like, and it's, it's getting harder. getting the cat the cat to make the certain expression that you want or whatever oh, that like, cat I get was it, so cute but though. the cat was very great but i loved all the, all the special effects i was just like in the movie it didn't like take me out of it at all i was just mm-hmm. i it was very impressive yeah um, but the scrolls like makeup was very great too and mm-hmm. i just found myself wanting i want to know more about them i want to live in this yeah i mean world they've more. always they've always been kind of goofy to me yeah, uh, they're just kind of like these that. like alien goblins that that can shapeshift and like okay i don't want to say they're complicated but it's like yeah they are quote-unquote villains most of the time but like mm-hmm. kind of the you know the humane side to them like how they're trying to they, they don't have a home they're just trying to get a home like that stuff has been played around with too and so it's like they they're 
I I like when they show up because yes. it's like, oh, something interesting is going to happen. And then you don't know if that's really them or if it's a scroll or what. And it's like, but it's not, they're not a sort of villain that like you get really nervous when they show up. I mean, they, they can do some damage, but they're not like super scary. At least I've never, they've always just been kind of, kind of silly. Yeah. I, I really appreciated that they were, they weren't just like antagonistic turned tragic uh, villains slash heroes or whatever. They weren't antagonistic until you proved them wrong. They were also, they, they were complex in the personality way, I guess, mm -hmm. um, because they were kind of goofy and had like their own interactions. I thought that was very, very fun. And I, I did hear a little bit of um, criticism from some of the people I saw with who thought maybe the dialogue was a little clunky. Um, and I, I yeah. actually, I, I could, I could see that, but I kind of disagree. I liked the dialogue. I thought it was, it wasn't like whip smart, like quips all the time, kind of the fast paced scripted thing that I feel like some, I don't know, like for example, like Iron Man or, or whatever other kind of Marvel movies are, it felt more realistic mm -hmm. uh, which is hard it. to say in something that's like aliens but I just kind of felt like she's a realistic amnesiac like I would be this way too I like how mm -hmm. how relatable it was I guess um, yeah man I thought I thought Ben Mendelsohn did a great job as the scroll to mm -hmm. Talos also uh oh and, yeah he ended up being like one of my yeah. favorites everything yeah, he said I was, was I was so I was so surprised because I expected him to be obviously like a villain and like I wouldn't like him all the time but even even his like the, the when the, sh the shift happened i was like this is great and then how he was terrified of the cat and they're just like oh we're gonna oh yeah that was like good. oh you're scared of this guy okay and even when he was still kind of antagonistic and they're begrudgingly like helping him like they're like begrudgingly like okay we'll co we'll we'll cooperate for a moment like show us this this message or whatever um mm -hmm. i also really like the the autopsy scene um mm -hmm. First oh, of that all, was good. it's it's great to see like young Nick uh, learning these things, mm -hmm. but the and and it was at the time like watching it at that point in the movie without having seen the rest of it, it was very creepy to see like Ben Mendelsohn, um, like as the director, like mm -hmm. like touching him, being and like saying a, a a funeral prayer or whatever over his body. I was like, ooh, how spooky! Like that's great. But now mm -hmm. looking back on it having known like what he was fighting for and what they were trying to find, it makes it really sad and touching and tragic that he saw his friend die and like is on this table. And I thought it was very, uh, it was very cool to see this, you see a bit of this uh, humanity in the scrolls. I mean, humanity, but scrollmanity? I, I don't know, but yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was a nice like touch. Man, I can't wait to see this. I I've only seen it once and I can't wait yeah, to see same. it again. Yeah, yeah, I can't wait to see it again, though, to like see all the little bits and pieces of it. And... It's just such a like <sighs> fun movie. It's just fun. Like there wasn't yeah. a moment where I was like bored or like, oh, or whatever. Yeah. I was just like, it's good. Yeah, like and this. it's like, it's a fun like mystery kind of like, like it's, it, you have a you have something that you're trying to figure out the whole mm -hmm. time, which I think it, it's not like it's not a goal necessarily. It's like it's a mystery, which I really yeah. Enjoy. Like I I like how you know it all starts with with Carol trying to she wants to know more about her past, and it's not like some sort of internal things where she's like I don't know who I am and I'm I'm so lost in this world. <laughs> it was like I went to go see apparently the most influential person 
in my life. And I don't know who this woman is. Yeah. Anybody yeah. know? And that's and, just how it starts. And, and it wasn't like a, uh, it wasn't a new thing. She's been seeing this for six years. So she's mm-hmm. just kind of, it, it's not, it's not a new cataclysm that like changed it, but mm-hmm. um, it was just the fact that she was then kidnapped by the scrolls and then thrust into this situation. And I really loved the cinematography, like use of memory and flashback. We touched on yeah. this a little bit, but I want to get back into that. Yeah. Um, because I love like memories and portrayals of like dreams and memories in yeah it's series. Just, it's hard I thought to they do did it really right. well yeah. yeah I thought they did it great though and I agree I like that they didn't open up with a flashback or they didn't start the movie with that kind of memory swirl mm-hmm. um, but it kind of it just like launches you into it because you you are you're along with Carol you don't really know like what's you don't know you don't immediately know what's going on but when she was c- captured by the scrolls and they were infiltrating her memory that was the coolest scene that oh, you yeah, could hear definitely. the you could hear the voiceovers and i didn't really know like who was speaking and when you heard this girl saying like is anyone else confused here what's happening because you feel exactly the same way because you're like what am i watching and carol yeah, you're like oh way. no 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 go back do it right? again. and they yeah they keep rewinding it and it keeps like she keeps appearing from different dr lawson keeps appearing from different sides and then it's like okay zoom in now zoom in and like the focusing and then she's like okay like what are the coordinates like zoom in closer like we got to get the coordinates like we can't get her to focus and she's trying to fight this memory that she wants to see what yeah, they're all it just is like, but they're all just kind of like bickering yeah it's, it's not very, very like scary they're like hold on hold on what did, what, what did that say but then it gets, it, get, it gets it gets increasingly more scary though because like you can see her um realization with like wait this isn't right and then wait mm-hmm. these people are trying to get information whoever these people are that I need to like wake up and keep my memories safe from them. I thought that was, oh, I just really love that scene because you spend it being so confused. Watching it like fresh for the first time was very, very fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then she wakes up and she's like upside down and barefoot and it was very cool. Yeah, and then I, when- I, I really enjoy how they how they showed that that memory of her. So that memory with her and, and Dr. Lawson and it how it started out one way and it was totally chill. And then they kept repeating it and you could yeah. see her like just kind of and she without her control lines yeah but you can tell that so she's cool. getting confused and she mm-hmm. doesn't know why she's saying it anymore mm-hmm. and like that was that was really cool yeah you're like okay so she's aware that something weird is going on but she and can't stop it. it's great because it is it is still a memory so she does still say the same thing because mm-hmm. it's like it's like scripted in her mind but and she's, I think she breaks at one point and she says, wait a minute, like, who are you? And that's when it like kind of shifts. Oh, so cool. Oh, I just love that. I thought it was a very fun way to introduce that, to not only confuse the audience a little bit, like muddy the waters, but also to give us a little bit of Easter eggs of like what's, what's foreshadowing of like what's, what's happening. Yeah. And then the scene where she just breaks out and she's fighting all these people with her big, her big guns, her handguns. Yes. That's very cool. And then she went back for her shoes. Yeah. I love that. Because <laughs> I had that Don't want to get I tennis. Like, I had the same thought. Like, she's running around barefoot. Like, she can do this the whole time. And then she's like, damn it. No, I, I need my shoes, though. Which I thought was very, uh, again, yeah, like, very whenever she would, she would run into, like, a little, a little like, minion scroll. Like, some low... Yeah, the little, little goblin little ones. dude, and they're just like, Arr! I'm like, yeah, that that's Arr! that's girls. They're just like they're skittish little shape shifting goblins, and I love it. One other thing I really loved about this movie, and it's it's a big one, the falling down scene again. Like I loved that so much, but I really loved her relationship with Maria 
mm-hmm. um, and then also Monica. And just the the other scene that I cried at was when after she hears the the message that the scrolls give her of her flashback with Dr. Lawson, and she kind of remembers everything again. I think she she leaves the house and kind of goes out into the field, and Maria comes over to her, and they have this connection. Just seeing like these best friends supporting each other and mm-hmm. like it was really sweet and emotional and women supporting women and I really thought that was very poignant especially because seeing you see them in flashbacks and you see how close they are mm-hmm. and I loved I loved those flashbacks of them and seeing the flashbacks of um Carol like also kind of helping raise Monica a little bit yeah um, was very important and I think I think I, I thought it was very significant and cool that her best friend was also was a single mother and mm-hmm. they had that connection. It wasn't just that they were best friends. It was like they were family. She's helping like she's family to Monica as well. Mm-hmm. Um, but seeing their first meeting or rather re-meeting and how Maria is a little bit wary of her and she's like, I'm sorry, like you show up and you are my best friend, but you've been dead for six years versus mm-hmm. the total trust and support that they show like in the field like when they like hug and realize like we have to do this and mm-hmm. like I'm so glad you're back it was very I just think it spoke volumes to their like friendship and I did see some criticism that they like people wish that Maria had been like some of the people I saw it with were wish that they had seen more of their relationship but I thought mm-hmm. that scene alone showed so much of like all of my relationships and like best friendships with some of my closest like female friends just I don't know, just the the wholehearted, unwavering support was Mm -hmm. very telling of their relationship. And I thought it was very well, well written. Yeah, because she, I mean, she kind of accepted the very bizarre situation very quickly. But it also was like, Mm -hmm. hey, you showed up, you haven't aged, and you can shoot lasers out of your hands. So, okay, I I believe you. But she also was just like, if anybody is going to be that person, it's going to be you. Like, mm-hmm. you were an amazing person before all of these mm-hmm. powers and stuff. So go knock them dead. Yeah. And and showing her all the, the box of all of the all of Carol's things that Monica mm-hmm. kept. And when mm-hmm. Monica was just so adorable and cute. And I'm very, yeah. I'm also like, uh, a side note, I love that this is set in the 90s because now I want to see Monica especially come back. She'll be an adult in 2019. Mm-hmm. Uh, and so I would love to see her like involved in, in something in some way. Maybe she'll be like, uh like like i think she's going to be connected to like iron man somehow because she's definitely got that kind of um basis for like smart kid who's gonna be something big and i hope they bring her back she uh, someone mentioned that like maybe she's the new iron man and i'm like well that's riri williams uh iron heart like in the comics but that would be interesting if that is her but it is just a totally different name like they are both young black women but oh no like, she she has a she's in the comics monica is yeah Oh, really? Oh. Yeah. Oh, well, why are you being, uh, why are you being, uh, mysterious about it? Uh, well... Is a spoiler? Yeah, you can go Google it yourself. Okay, and the last thing I wanted to say, the ending fight, quote-unquote fight, in, like, the desert after Mm -hmm. they, like, fell to Earth with Jude Mm -hmm. Law. Oh, that was was, good. That was very good. With the music and then... With the whole... And then he's like... Fight me, like, like, show me that you are worthy. We don't need guns. I want to see your true power. She's like, "Fuck you!" <laughs> it reminded me of the scene in Indiana Jones where he's like going to fight that one oh guy. Oh my god! And, he and he, with all his swords, and he's like, "Fa fa 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 fa." He's like, "Bitch, I got a gun." Uh, yeah. yeah. The it just 
it felt very humorous, like awesome. Like, of course, like she's got these fuck photon blasters in her arms. Like, like, uh, fuck, you know, I'm not going to like prove that to you, but also very much a little bit of the uh, woman experience. Like, Mm -hmm. come on, prove to me uh, a little bit of gatekeeping, maybe. Yeah. Like, Like a touch of that. Such of just the prove prove to me that you are you can control your emotions well enough to like be my equal. And he's also like but that's of, the whole that thing point, is that like, once she stopped controlling her emotions, she unlocked everything. Exactly. And he he had a little bit of the um <clears throat> like he knew she was gonna beat him, but he was mm-hmm. just like prove to me though I want to like see you defeat me. And she's like, bitch, this is who I am. <laughs> these like these blasters are part of me, and it's just. This is very good. And then she, and then she did spare his life, which I was not surprised by, but I'm always curious to see how, how it's going to be handled because heroes are always sparing lives, right? Mm -hmm. Of of their enemies. But I was a little curious to see what kind of female hero they would like make her. Um, But then she holds out her hand to him and he takes it, but then it cuts to her just fucking dragging him across the desert, which I very much I just imagine that she's just like holding onto his hand so hard that he like can't do anything. It's like, no, we're not, we're not friends. We're not equals anymore. I'm just gonna, I'm fucking taking you to space jail. Space jail. Yeah, and I I did like that that ending like ending it in the 90s she's going to go off with the scrolls I also definitely thought that some of the scrolls were going to die like I thought his family was going to die my roommate leaned over to me and she's like oh his family's definitely going to die and I was like man I'm going to be so pissed if that happens or like when he got when uh, Talos got shot in front of his daughter and wife and he was like like remember in the back of the when they were trying to escape and i was like damn it and now he's gonna die and they didn't and i was very happy about that very pleased with that uh when maria was like obviously i'm not going to space with you like i'm a single mother i have i have to take care of monica monica was like mom are you kidding me go to space it was very eye-opening that in that moment I related so much to the mom because I just Mm -hmm. at that age now I was thinking like shit of course she can't go to space and leave her daughter what if she dies up there and her daughter's just gonna be left all alone obviously not but then of course this is a this is a superhero movie she's not the mom's not gonna go to space and die that would be too sad and the daughter was like mom you have to otherwise like like what you're just gonna stay with me and watch fresh prints um <laughs> it was kind of a little bit of a call out to me too i felt like oh i am the i am the older mother generation now yeah i'm no longer the spunky uh <laughs> reckless type yeah you start you start identifying with the parents and so mm-hmm. the teenagers yeah yep happens to all of us mm-hmm. you say wearily like <laughs> so earth downtrodden <laughs> it's just you know sometimes you you rewatch the little mermaid and you're like ariel's kind of the worst king triton's right she's a baby <sighs> ariel's not the worst but she's she not the just worst a, she's i i i love her like a daughter now oh, i know honey, but, it, but honey, it's i'm just... so tired please 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 just go but and it's count just your that, forks i know it's just that that line where she's like i'm 16 years old not a I'm child like, and i'm like yes baby. you are <laughs> Uh, at some point we all be, we all become that we it's either just, die as ariel just... or live long enough to become king triton yeah and i was like man <laughs> it happened still good baby though also it's turning 30 this year haha <laughs> little mermaid's turning 30 yeah it came out in 89 <laughs> i know oh my god <laughs> 
I made a moment. I could, I could hear you putting your head in your hands. I lit. Okay, you you got me because that's exactly what. Oh, oh boy. Oh, that's fun. Okay, let's let's get back to the '90s with Captain Marvel. <laughs> Man, there were so many things about this movie that I liked. I feel like I could just keep going on about it. I I do want to connect it back to to the. Uh, back to the MCU and kind of talk about the repercussions of what this movie means for the, yeah. the, 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 the story in general. Um, so we were talking about how it's, it was surprising almost that it was connected to the MCU. Cause I, I knew it would be, but I still very much in my mind, treating it, treating it like a, an origin story. Like I expected new information and not things that we had seen before. So the Tesseract was like somehow surprising to me, which really it shouldn't have been. But one of the first moments yeah, that- I just like forgot about it for a second. Mm-hmm. I was like, like oh, oh yeah. yeah, oh, oops. One of the first moments that I was like, oh my God, like, of course, like we're watching that Marvel movie is when that character from the Guardians of the Galaxy movies shows up. Mm-hmm. Do you remember the the guy, the Kree who I think Peter kills at some point? Yeah. But one of the, the Ronin's- uh, it's been so long as soon as he showed up i was just like oh shit and like hitting my roommate on the side we all everyone in the theater was just very excited because we all like like that meme of all the guys pointing at the screen like ha you we're back we're back here in the marvel um it was very cool to see him again and his makeup was also like very great uh it was cool to see ronin also like little bits of him um but I thought we would see more of Lee Pace. I believe EW had some behind the scenes photos and there was one of Captain Marvel and Jude Law and they were like talking to Ronan. They were kind of in the mm-hmm. same room. So I'm interested to see what deleted scenes they've got yeah. um, for that. Oh, the other, another moment of she's a woman kind of thing was when Ronan was like, well, it's okay, we'll come back for the weapon. And his lackey was like, the Tesseract? He says, no, the woman or whatever. The woman. Yeah, that was so silly. It was a little silly, but I was also kind of like, fuck yeah. Yeah, Captain Marvel, you're the the fucking coolest. She's so cool. With her helmet, with her mohawk. Ah, such a good look. I love that. Yeah. I loved Um, how they did the effect on that, too. Yeah. It would just kind of automatically show up. Mm -hmm. It was very cool. Uh, Although it was kind of weird because, like, when they, in the very beginning, when they're doing that, like, mission or whatever with those... Um, I yeah, guess when they were refugees. I'm not sure. What, they, I don't well, so they, they were trying to find. They were trying to find this, that spy. Yeah, they were trying to find their spy, but then it yeah. they were all like scrolls. But they like ran, everybody like, else had yeah. everybody else had normal helmets, and then she had the mohawk. I, I like that she was just like, no, I want my helmet to push my hair up like a mohawk because yeah. it's gonna look dope. Which is again why she should have had a mohawk in 2019. But mm-hmm. <laughs> maybe in Endgame we'll get a little different look for her. Um, but the uh he needs an undercut mm-hmm. yeah oh fuck yeah that'd be so cool but ronan is dead right i think so i think ronan died in the like in the first one at the end kind of in the in the infinity stone explosion like i, I think so i kind of feel like that uh you know avatar uh ember island players did jet just die did ronan just die <laughs> it's really unclear it's really unclear but those like little cameos were very fun to see and i really mm-hmm. loved young nick um mm-hmm. it just informed his character so much and i really loved seeing him kind of the the more jokey uh happy less less like a babysitter trying to wrangle 15 kids and yeah. more like a buddy cop thing yeah because <laughs> that's exactly what it was mm-hmm. i love that he he got his his eye cut in the at the beginning and you're kind of like oh shit is his eye okay he's like no it's fine <laughs> 
a very important question. What are your thoughts on how he how he finally got his eye uh, cut? How do you how do you I feel about that? I think it's hilarious. You like it? Okay, yeah. I think it's super. Funny. I'm like I'm here for it. I was wondering like, is it just gonna because you think it's scratch? some like you think it's some like badass like it was it was mm-hmm. in a fight and he lost his eye or something it's like mm-hmm. no cat scratch but it's also like it was he was terrestrial like, he was actually scratch. he was actually attacked by like a an eldritch horror like a demon like, like i know but it's just the way it's it's, it's a badass it's thing but and then and then at the very end when colson is like is it true what they're saying about your eye that like that you a scroll or like a, a cree like tried to cut your eye out or whatever he's like mm-hmm. i will neither confirm nor deny that he's like yeah god you're so cool and seeing colson fanboy a little bit is very good i also oh, like yeah. the the nod to uh colson good guy colson i miss him um just being like letting them go it's like no they're not down there mm-hmm. and having that line that was, it was like mm-hmm. a it was I, I i thought that was a nice line about um it's like the new guy colson uh so he's a good guy like he he he! In that moment, became someone that Nick Fury could trust, which I really like. Do the Avengers still think that Coulson is dead? I think so. I, I think they do, but he's very much alive and like in Shield. But when are they going to reveal that? Was Coulson was Maybe Coulson they'll... in Infinity War? Did he die? Do we know? I don't know. I never saw it. Oh yeah, remember? I, I forgot because you were just like scarred from it. Well, I was like, <laughs> nope. I liked it. I know everybody else liked it. I'm just like, nope. no, I not everyone else liked it. I know a lot of people were like, well, okay, well, a lot of people never gonna see it again. A lot of people didn't like it, and then as time passed, they looked back on it and they're like, you know what, it was okay. Uh, it, it's. I think a lot of people didn't like it very much because of the. uh I can't believe they did this, but once everyone realizes, like, hey, retconning is the nature of comics, and I'll be chill about it. But man, after this movie, all I want is another Captain Marvel movie. I'm kind of like, it makes me excited for Endgame, but mm-hmm. it largely just makes me excited for Endgame just because I know I'll get to see Carol Danvers again. I know. So, I know. And I'm kind of like, mm, I don't really care about the other people, but let me see Carol. It's funny because all of the Endgame trailers that we've seen so far have not had Carol Danvers in it at all because the Captain Marvel movie hadn't been released yet. So mm-hmm. I'm curious to see what, uh, what like what the final Endgame trailer will be because I'm sure they'll have a uh, one last one before the movie comes out, right? Oh yeah. Um, so how it will feature Captain Marvel more prominently? I, I really hope that she's in most of the movie and not just like comes yeah, in halfway hope, through. Yeah, I hope she's I, not here for like five minutes. Yeah, and then everybody goes home because they're definitely going to like start Endgame with oh, ev- like this is the destruction left over. Everyone's kind of like refugees slash mm-hmm. I don't know what what would they be? They they're kind of like starting their own little mini um, yeah. revolutions. I won't, like we'll touch base with the Avengers, but I hope that Carol comes in pretty soon to to help them out with this <laughs> to carry yeah, them. Yeah, I her mean, back. I guess it just depends on when they start. Yeah, the, I guess, the plot, like the mm-hmm. movie, when the so we know, know. Ant Man comes in at some point, and he's like, "Knock, knock, knock." Hey guys, it's me. Uh, can you let me in? <laughs> I'm Ant Man. Remember? And then maybe Captain Marvel shows up after that. Everyone's like, "Thank God, please, please carry us on your shoulders." Yeah. I really love Young Nick, though. I can't, I can't say that enough. I just loved seeing. I thought it was a great performance by Samuel Jackson, and that one scene when they get into the he gets into the elevator with his boss. 
And as, as Talos and Talos says like, good job, Nicholas. And Nick just kind of like slow blink looks at him. It's like, mm-hmm. that's so cool. And then he's just, he's just so smart that I loved seeing his like, she's on level six. I'll get off on five and we can cut her off like we did in that mission. He's like, ah, yes, that, that mission. I thought I would have more stuff to talk about with like connecting back to the MCU, but that was about it. I'm just excited to see more of Carol. Same. I think there's definitely more we can talk about with like, Captain Marvel herself but at this point I'm just really I'm very happy with this origin story it still was very much an origin movie um Mm -hmm. but I thought it was really well done and like a great introduction to her character and I really loved it and can't wait to see it again yeah same I don't know when I'm gonna see it again but I'm same here (laughs) and I hope she gets a lot of new movies also like Captain America got three, Iron Man got three. I want to see Captain Marvel too. I think she will. Other stuff. I think she will too. I mean, I'm... most likely they gave Brie Larson a pretty hefty contract. So, mm-hmm. well, what are we talking about next week? or next time so we are <laughs> going to stay kind of retro and we're going to talk about saturday morning cartoons that is no longer a thing but i wanted no to talk about them because they were a big part of my yeah. life and and growing up we had different experiences with it too because i mean 80s and 90s babies but we were talking a little bit about some of our cartoons you watched different cartoons than i did which is very funny but i sure did formative ones were very very much, you were too old for them at the time. <laughs> Let's just say, I mean, I was watching Saturday morning cartoons way longer than was socially acceptable. Oh, I, I, oh, I mean, like, I remember starting like sixth grade and being like, man, everybody's into like dating and, and fashion <laughs> and makeup and I'm still getting up to watch Pokemon on the morning. Uh, okay, this is fine. I won't tell anybody, but I kept watching them anyway. I and still now- watch them. And now I'm like an adult and like I pay taxes and stuff, but I'm still into that too. But it'll be nice to take a little walk down memory lane again. (laughs) Yeah. Well, I mean, when I was a teenager, I wanted to work for Pixar. So I have a lot of uh, animation feelings and it'll be fun though. We all grew up with it. So we can all talk about it. In the meantime. We'll talk about next time. Yeah. In the meantime, uh, higher, further, faster, baby. Heck yeah. Stay marvelously magical. Bye. Bye.